This is Super Yacht Radio. And welcome back to our uh, Life After Yachting show. And our next guest has already been with us on Super Yacht Radio. I'm delighted to invite him back again. Martin Bogart, lovely to have you here. Thank you very much, Maeve. Nice to be here. So, Martin, could you give our listeners who may not have caught you the last time an overview of, you know, what you do and your story? Uh, my story is quite a long one, so I will try to keep it short. Uh, the, uh, the main thing that I do now is that I, I help people uh, that are very good to become even better. That's my job. And, and I love doing it. Uh, but what, how I do that, I, I use my experience uh, for many, many years in different royal families. Uh, I worked for embassies, but I've also worked in three Michelin star restaurants and palace hotels. Uh, use all those experiences to, to get people who work in private service in general. So that means the private households, but also the private yachts, of course, to uh, improve even more the service that they're already providing to their employers. And then obviously the employers, sometimes they need a bit more help because if you have a couple of hundred people of staff, sometimes you need somebody to help you say that this is the way how to organize it correctly. So this is something that we, this is actually one of the main things that we do at this very moment. Um, thank you. Um, and I, I think this is, we were touching on it in the, in the last um, part with uh, Emma and Anna, but it was also talking about the skill sets that are involved that people don't necessarily recognize as becoming skill sets, but, you know, organizational skills, being able to understand different cultures. Um, there's all sorts of these softer skill sets, so to speak, but that are really a very good foundation for um, looking into other industries and, and working lateral. Isn't that right? Yeah, exactly. There's, there's much more to uh, interior because we, we mainly work obviously with interior crews, but we often with captains as well, but we don't really train captains or we don't teach them that much, but we support them. Uh, but if you speak about interior crew, indeed, if you would say, well, you know, as interior, you just need to be able to set and serve a table. That's it. That would be a big lie because uh, that's not at all what it is. Uh, obviously, there's a part of that. But uh, the main thing that an interior crew should do, and then actually all the crew has a, big of, a bit of responsibility in that sense, is that they need to create an atmosphere. They need to create a domestic culture, let's say, and whether it would be on a boat or a private residence, that doesn't make a difference. It still needs to be this special culture that you have over there. And that can only happen by the people who work there and by their mentality, by their motivation. So, of course, the technical skills are very important. You have to be able to do everything correctly according to the rules and according to the standards. And that's obviously completely right. But it is also very important that you are a good people person. And then obviously, as a person with responsibility, a people manager. And this is one of the most important things is that you, you have to be able to communicate with everything and everybody, uh, whether it would be your own crew or it would be people that come on the boat as guests, or it would be people that would be uh, agents or, or whoever that would be doing something with the boat. Or even if you go out uh, and, and you would be walking or going to the bar for a drink, you're still always representing your boat and you're still always giving a certain image. So it's very, very important that you're able to communicate correctly, obviously with respect for the opinion of other people and also your own opinion. And, and yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I would like to add to that point that the technical skills are important, but the human skills are even more important, I think. And, and in some ways, the human skills, being able to manage 
communicate clearly to people, the ability to manage people, to manage their expectations. Those are sort of very big lateral skills that you can take into, you know, not just progressing your own career if it is within, say, the outing industry, but also skills you can take to, you know, other positions that, because I'm, I'm thinking, you know, manager, there's so many different positions as manager, but, you know, to really shine is to be able to take those, you know, extra bits and, and um, possibly also have the confidence with them too. Yeah, exactly. And, and one of the, the things that I use quite a lot in, in communications trainings is that there, there's three main feelings or emotions that we like to receive and therefore should like to give as well. Uh, their respect, acceptance and sympathy. Uh, respect for other people because you like to be respected as well. Uh, acceptance of any other opinion. And that does not mean that you agree with them, but you accept that a person has another opinion or, or the same opinion can be anything. And then the, um, the sympathy as well is that you understand that this might not be so pleasant for, I would not like this person to do this to me, so I'm definitely not going to do it to him as well. And an example for that, it's not really a work example, but if you would be walking in the street, for example, on the sidewalk, and you want to walk a little bit faster, but there's a person in front of you typing on his phone the whole time uh, while walking, and, and you're behind, but you cannot really pass because the, the sidewalk is not so big. It's really annoying. And, and so you have to put yourself in the place of that person and, and sympathize in a way that, okay, maybe there's a very important message that he or she is sending. But on the same time, I also have an important thing to go to. So you know, in next time, if I would be on my phone in the street, I'm going to remember this situation. And I'm going to use it to say to myself, I will put myself to the side so I don't bother anybody and just walk through. But there's a million examples like that about those respect and acceptance and, and uh, sympathy that we can apply on the work situations on, on a boat or on land or anywhere as well. Lovely. Um, Melissa, do you, are Melissa is still with us. Do you want to jump in here as well? Yeah, I think um, I think Martin is is very good at recognizing um, the transferable skills that that yacht crew um, develop um, some have naturally and then all develop over their time on yachts and and I think it's uh, making that transition is all about recognizing those skills but it's also about employers understanding that where those skills have come from and I think uh, that is a that is a challenge for us is explaining to businesses and employers ashore exactly what it means to have worked in yachting and that's that's a challenge isn't it martin yeah yeah well there's always a, a certain level of skills and experience and motivation that each and every individual crew member has and and a good manager will always uh, determine those factors and make sure that everybody's on the same level overall uh, so that the team can work together because it would be very bad to have one very good worker a couple of not so good workers and then a couple of bad workers that, that doesn't work. So everybody has to work at the same level, even if one might have more experience, but maybe less motivation or a bit less or more technical skills than the other ones who are just new. And so it's really, it's really a puzzle that I think is very challenging, but interesting. And so indeed, this is something that we like very much. I personally like it very much to, to individually determine all these factors of these different crew members to make sure that they all shine together as one team. Do you? I don't know if you you agree, Martin. But one of the, the the most difficult things when going ashore is is the difference in in wages. 
um, that crew can expect. I think it's one of the barriers that that crew certainly find difficult in deciding how to transfer those skills and why at Life After Yachting we we really want to encourage people to start thinking early and planning financially early enough in their careers that it then gives them the option later on to continue in using the skills that they have developed and in, in a job that they enjoy but but perhaps and more balance in their life so being able to go back to their own apartment and shut the door or or have more freedom to go to celebrations with family or whatever it may be you know if you've started planning much earlier in your life on boats you perhaps have better financial security to be able to weather a slight difference in wages and I think trying to explain to certainly younger yacht crew that um planning early allows them the opportunities to have a better balance in their life when they step ashore. Exactly. So the, 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 the step from, from, from the boat on shore is indeed a very big step. Uh, then there is a gangway, but uh, that's not very stable neither. So you have, to be, you have to be very careful. And indeed, as you say, the preparation is key uh, because obviously, um, well, you live on a boat, then you have almost everything paid for you. So you have your salary, which is already quite a nice salary, and you don't really have to spend much money because so many things are already taken care of. So that's a big advantage. That's very nice. But indeed, and this is for many people, uh, at a certain age, and I cannot say the exact age, it's different for everybody, but at a certain moment in their life, they start to understand, I would like to have a family or I would like to see my family a bit more. Uh, I would like to have one place where I live and not travel all the time and then maybe do something else. Um, and so and this is natural, obviously. Then Many people have this moment, so that's absolutely fine. Um, so uh, it, I think it's indeed the best idea to already in advance say that, uh, okay, I, I like this job uh, as interior crew, let's say, on a yacht. I like it very much but I'm not going to do this my whole life. Okay, great. So imagine that I would change in a couple of days. I'm exaggerating, of course, but in a couple of days, I would change careers. What would I like to do? Would I remain in private service? Would I still work for these kind of people? Would I like to have an office job? And so get already the main the main understanding of where I would like to go to, which is the direction I want to go into. And then indeed start planning. What, what does it cost to rent uh, uh, an apartment or a house, but whatever you would, you would choose. Maybe uh, if, if people were working on boats for a while and they earned quite some money, they might have bought a house and maybe they want to live in that house. Great. That, that would be fantastic if they did that. It's, it's even better. Um, but of course, the life is going to be completely different. Uh, everybody's going to make have to make their own food and they're going to do their own shopping. Uh, they're going to do their own cleaning. Everybody's going to take care of themselves. If you live alone, that's what you do. And even if you have a family, you have other people to take care of and, and to do all these same things. So yes, indeed, it would be a bit, a bit silly, let's say, to just quit from one day to the other because you say, well, I want to do something else. It might, it might turn out difficult. It's possible, obviously, but it might turn out difficult. So planning ahead is really, really key to, to make the transition as smooth as possible and easy, even make it quite easy in certain cases. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, it's just a little thing. But when you were talking about, you know, looking at that transition, this is also a very big international crew who, for the most part, are multilingual. So they have, it's not necessarily you have to go back to your hometown or even possibly where you did buy a house as an investment. There's this whole big global platform as well of not just what do you want to do but where do you actually want to be as well 
you know, maybe you want to go back to your own country or maybe the thought of living in Spain, you know, has somehow been the lifelong dream. So what do you do in Spain? Can you do the same thing as you're thinking of? Yeah, exactly. And, and it all depends, again, on the things that you feel that you would like to do or which direction you would like to go to. I, I was born in Belgium and Belgium is a very small country in the middle of Europe. Uh, you don't go there for the nice weather. I mean, you, you might have it sometimes, but you have to be lucky. Um, so I haven't lived there in more than 10 years now. And then I moved a couple of countries on the meanwhile. And, and so, if, I mean, it's not that Belgium is a bad country. It's a nice country, but uh, it's kind of boring for me personally. Why? Because even though my whole family lives there, uh, I hardly ever see them, uh, but I mean, there's not that many things to do. And, and, and I've always worked in very, very, uh, how to say, prestigious houses, let's call it that way. Uh, and you don't find many of those in Belgium. So I go where my clients are. And this is why I travel a lot still now. And then I lived in a couple of different places on the meanwhile as well, which is because I go there where I have the things that are my job. Obviously, this is called my job, but I actually don't feel like I have a job because I just do what I like. I just do what I love and I get paid for it, which is even better. And then it doesn't really matter where we live. You just have to make the choices based on those feelings that you have about your own future. Yeah, I think it's, I think the key is having that plan and reevaluating it, knowing what you enjoy, um, whether that's the actual work that you're doing or whether it's a, a certain place, maybe it's a hobby, maybe, maybe you're a really keen surfer and you want to eventually be able to live somewhere where you can surf every morning before work. It's, it's just about establishing those priorities early on. And, you know, those priorities may change over time, but the, the earlier that you can plan, the better. And, and although life after yachting is, is, is called life after yachting, the idea is planning for that life after yachting ahead. And um, the portal isn't just for people who are just about to step off. It's about to support. It's about supporting people plan their future um, and being able to make it happen, even if it's a long way down the road. Yeah, and and the 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 planning part. In, I mean, people that work in private residences. So when I when I am, I don't really recruit myself uh, any staff, but I do it for the employers in a certain way. I write profiles and I make them understand which kind of people that they need. And very often, uh, especially if we're in the south of France, for example, very often I tell them that you will be actually quite well with crew that was on boats, were on boat before, boats before, and that would be able to, to do your household now. Uh, why? Because there's a lot of, there's a lot of like, very big advantages. There's a lot of discipline among those people and they also have great standards. Like if we, if we think about the, the cleaning on a boat, well, everybody knows about the, the cotton butts and that, the, you know, we, we clean everything to the millimeter and all these things. I'm, I'm worse, by the way. I, I do worse than the cotton butts. So uh, don't get me started on cleaning. <laughs> but um, the, 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 the standards that the people have on boats in general are regarded as very high, as very prestigious. But sometimes there, there's not really like the real standard. And, and why is there not a real standard? Because different boats say different things or different chief stews say different things. And so it's not always that clear. So if you would have these, these basics that you, that you say that you can learn, uh, make sure that you know them very well, that they're like automatic. And when they are automatic, you have so much more time to add details. And these are the things that people are looking for in their private households as well. Uh, the, the, the experience that you have on the boat can be enormous advantages 
to work in a private residence. The only thing is you need to vote out of the mind of the employer that will hire you in that private residence because that's the biggest issue there. Thank you. <laughs> I, I love all the information and it's very interesting my, my uh, afternoon because I've kind of had different perspectives um, uh, that we've been talking about life after yachting. So, um, Martin, thank you so much um, for joining us today. Uh, my pleasure. If, just uh, for a little bit of further knowledge, if they want to find out a bit more about further training that you provide, can you tell them or direct them where they can find you? Uh, well, in general, uh, I don't have any contact details, but um, I, I, I am on Facebook and on Instagram. It's, it's always Bogart's group. That's very easy to say, Bogarts, B-O-G-A-R-T-S group. Uh, and then uh, there will be, soon we will give some information about the booklet that we wrote as well uh, for crew. So it's called the Crew's Guide to Service Styles. It's a, a booklet written with the absolute basics in service style service techniques. So that might be something interesting as well. We will be advertising that on those, uh, on those two social media. So they can find me over there, I, I, I'm sure. Thank you so much. Uh, lovely to see you again, once again. Thank you and, very much. Um, please stick with us. Coming up after a little bit more music and a little break, we will have Emma Parks, who is going to be guiding us through the things to think about financially as we uh, consider life after yachting. So, Martin, once again, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Have a very nice day. You too. You are listening to Super Yacht Radio.